welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems once again. Dennis, looking forward to this episode. Medium episode today. Medium episode. Medium a little episode. on the leaner side. No, definitely not. So, we were, well, a leaner on the, on the on the side of the... We didn't have to get too many questions this week. Thanks to those who have submitted questions. Bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord. The uh, Scroll down the uh, smart submissions channel is where you want to put them. We did get a lean harvest. It's true, but Dennis, you've come to the rescue. You've put two things in the dock, right, that mm-hmm. we're going to get to. One is Dennis Question, which I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. That's coming up later. Stick around, everyone, for Dennis Question. That's coming up mm-hmm. a little uh, about uh, two-fifths of the way, three-fifths of the way through the show. Mm-hmm. But um, we're opening the show, I guess, after the ad read with something very Ominous. interesting, which is the word recommendation. That's just all I put in the dock. And italicized, Dennis. I, I I didn't want to go for underlined. I thought that might spook you. Yeah. So I wanted to go for just two of the three formatting options. But before we get to that juicy tidbit, Riley. Oh, we got to get through the best part of the show. It's time for the ad. Mm, thank you to the fine folks over at channelfarble.com, where you can go and get your hands on. Currently, for you, dear listener, what you're probably most interested in mm. is some of those sweet, sweet Crimson Vow boosters. The, Riley, the Crimson Sun is cresting on the horizon. It's coming up. Is it? Is it? Yeah? Is that the release? lore of the... What? No, I just mean it's almost out. Oh, because I think Midnight Hunter is something about, like, it being a really long night or something, like a perpetual sure. night or something. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm pretty lore agnostic, to be honest. I don't really get into the lore of the uh, of the, of the game. Lore's for nerds? Yeah, lore is just, I mean, huge nerds, right? Um, so, the sun's coming up, and that's why the vampire's having a wedding? Sounds like Dennis doesn't know what he's talking about, either. No, I just meant the sun. The, the sun's coming up as in, like... The set's coming out like yeah. this week, right? Do you, so I remember having a conversation with Ben Stark guys. about how he would prefer if the game didn't have any of the- Just numbers on blank pieces of paper, with, with, yeah. Like didn't have any pictures or like art or flavor or anything. It's just like, no, I just want like a two mana three three. Doesn't have to have any- I don't I don't care if it's a beast or a wolf or a, a dragon or whatever. I, I, is that where we're headed, Dennis? No, just, we're heading in the exact opposite direction. Well, this is what I kind of want to ask you is how do you feel about the Dracula cards, Riley? Is this the recommendation topic? No. Oh, a nah, bonus one. This is part um, of, this is baked into the ad read because you can buy those sweet, sweet Dracula cards. Get yourself a box of collection. I'm collection boosters over chumpop.com right now. Use code smart. I don't really care about them. I think they're kind of cool, actually. They're I like fine. when it, like Dracula's public domain now. Yeah, because it's old. I like yeah. that. I like this more than I like Stranger Things. I, I I have to say, like I have less of an issue with this and like Lord of the Rings and that sort of stuff because it kind of fits into the general. Like, okay. In, in fairness, like, to, because I'm, I, you know, relatively consistent with all this sort of stuff, I don't like the Stranger Things. I don't like The Walking Dead. Do you know what else I don't like? The mm. Kamigawa Neon D- Dynasty. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the look of that. I know, I know a lot of people are going to be very happy to go to Cyberpunk 2077 Tokyo Edition, Tokyo Drift, right? Tokyo Drift. But, like, I'm, I'm just not into it, man. I'm not feeling it. And Lord I, of the Rings feels like a very natural fit, to be it honest. It does. Yeah. And, and the, the, the Dracula thing, it's a little weird because it's like 19th century rather than say like 14th century or 10th right century. Or though, what if there's a Gandalf card, right? And mm. it's a planeswalker, which makes mm. sense. It's fine. Yeah. And he's ignore Flair for a little bit on the front, but he's black and white on the front. And then when he dies, he comes back and he's just white. That'd be very good. Transform planeswalker. That'd be very good. I like that. That'd be, I, I, that would, I would appreciate that a lot. I don't think he would, I don't think Gandalf is a black character no like he's a, like blue white I, he smokes a lot of weed he might be green i don't know, I don't know that <laughs> is he i guess blue is just like wizards generally but he's like he's less of a wizard more of an angel i don't know how much you know that's of, true that's about true. like the lord of the rings deep lore but gandalf is like effectively an angel sent by like elder gods to he's come like an and, ancient one yeah yeah exactly so white white green maybe yeah i don't white, know white green blue hybrid well, what's the blue? Just like knowledge and learning and stuff, I guess. Yeah, like he's yeah. Just general. Well, like whenever you say wizard, blue, man. Like, whenever you yeah. say wizard, it's like oh, they're they're definitely blue. I don't know, but he's definitely not a, like a. I, I wouldn't associate him with black matter. I wouldn't associate him with like colorless on the power, front, sacrifice Yeah, there Gray you go. On the front, white he's on the back. an artifact on one side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gandalf the artifact. Um, Gandalf I the gray and Gandalf the white and Monty Python the Holy Grail's Black Knight. I think. Um, by process of elimination, he's not red. He's not black. He's definitely so, white. Is he just because what he's Gandalf the White? Well, if he's if he's an angel and he's in and he's like for like he he believes in justice. Yeah, he literally justice, uses man. a glowing white light to expel orcs. <laughs> like, yeah. I just worry that we automatically put the good guys into like white manner. 
Yeah, I think I'm be right. About I think that. we need more like white man villains. He's a little passionate, actually. Like he's a little. He is because there's some streaks of red in there. No, he's he's never thoughtless and like he's very calculated. Very. I don't know. He he yells pretty hard. At okay, so as soon as you yeah, yeah fool of a took. Oh, red yeah. mana. There you go. Straight again. Uh, anyway, um, I don't mind that the idea of a D&D. Uh, sorry. Oh well, D&D set was great. Lord of the Rings set fine. I, I I'm pretty neutral on the Dracula stuff. It's fine. It doesn't bother well, me too much because feel it, more passionate than Friday night. You can over to chopper.com right now. Get yeah. yourself some boxes of Crimson Vow supporting game stores around the world. Right I'm not going to be where, driving where the up the prices happens. by buying all, all the copies of yeah. You know, this is not a buy-in orchestrated by Riley who's bought... Like, Riley isn't recording this sitting on a pallet of collector boosters. I'm not saying this so I can go and buy them all myself Mm -hmm. and uh, have no competition. No, no. I mean, and and the other thing is, like, they're they're not... Like, they're fake. They're fake cards. Like, they're they're not... um, They're like the Godzilla skins or whatever. You know what I mean? They're not... Yeah, Dracula is actually just Sauron or whatever. Or whatever it is. And that, that for me, I much prefer that for there being a card that is like... Like, I was doing my... um, uh, I don't know if people have been following on Channel Public. I've got a little series going with like, I'm going through all of the square stat, like the one mana one ones, two mana two twos, three mana three threes. And when I typed in four mana four fours, a bunch of fake cards that I'd never seen came up. And I was like, what is this? Like Rick and the, oh, uh, the yeah, people yeah. from, like, I don't know. I'm not, this is not going in. I'm not touching this. I don't like it. So. Um, yeah, is that, that going to be you at the commander table? Sorry, I'd appreciate if you didn't bring your if you didn't bring all, uh, proxies. To nah, the pe- pe- people can do whatever they want. I, people can do whatever they, people can do whatever they want, and that includes me. And I will not. I just don't like playing with these cards. That's but. fair enough. The other people I want to thank Riley are the fine folk, the fine cheese bags over mm. at patreoncom River. We took a very interesting tack last week, Dennis, mm. when dealing with the Patreons. We thanked the people in the high tier, the fresh cheese bags. Mm-hmm. We encourage anyone who hasn't already signed up to go ahead and, and do that. And then we just roundly abused all the people that were in the lower tier. T- Dennis, a tier that we made available for people to join. Yeah, that was our choice. And yet here we are. And yet here we are saying, what are you doing? There's time to come up. There's still time. There's time to, to There's time to, 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 to get the up overworld. The, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't. You want to stay on the bottom shelf of the fridge? Stale? <laughs> forgotten? With that bag of spinach that you told yourself you were going to eat? At real talk, a sale bag of shredded trees is, is one of the grossest things in the world. It's disgusting, right? Get fresh. Let's go. It's time for you to head up to the $5. The $5. Patreon.com slash <laughs> Exactly. Come and hang out with this game night. What are we playing? We need to put that up, actually. We'll do that. We need to put that up. We'll do that after. I'll do it next week. It's fine. We've got ages. Um, uh, recommendation routing. How seriously do you take recommendations from your friends to consume media? Now, this is an interesting question. I'm going to tell you a story. Many years ago, I dated a girl who... Uh, loved, I mean, she's into music, similar kind of music to me, but obviously this is during my pitchfork phase. So mm. anytime, so for those who don't know, pitchfork is a very, very snobby music site. It is mm-hmm. insufferable. And because I was also insufferable at this point, a different kind of insufferable than the one that I am now, um, I lived and died by this website, right? And so this girl that I was with, she'd be like, oh, you listen to this band. You I'd be like, you once described Pitchfork to me as basically the worst thing an artist could do for Pitchfork was release a third album or get popular, right? Yeah, well, so basically, it just it's all performative, right? So they would, yeah. if anything was popular, it'd be like it would get a four. If anything was like weird or strange, it'd get like an eight. And then every now and again, they'd give a popular album a ten just to keep things interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I just live my life by this website, and there was there are examples of like, oh, listen to this band. I'd be like, oh, Pitchfork, ah. Gave it, gave it a 5.6. I can't listen to it. That's not a joke. That is just what I would do, right? Outrageous. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, so this girl was like, oh, here's this band. You should listen to them. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Like, nah, there's no way. This is not going to be pitchfork approved. I'm not going to try. A couple of months later, a friend of mine is like, hey, Riley, have you heard this band? They're fantastic. Listen to them. Like, love it. Great. Went back home. I was like, Georgia, listen to this band. They're great. She's like, you asshole (laughs) i recommended this band to you three months ago and now because steph's recommending it to you now you're listening to it i was like (laughs) and that band was the beatles um it was not the beatles who was it um it was i think it was walk the moon wow okay but this is before they blew up dude this is when they were like i think they i don't think they did well on pitchfork but like let me check you entertain the audience i believe crim by the way yeah Toured with Walk. I think the Moon. he has an association with them. Yeah, I think he toured with them. Yeah, 
As like either as, as like a supporting act, like a session. No, they didn't even get. Hang on, is it? Was it Walk the Moon? That actually not. It, that might not be thrilling podcasting. It might not be long. Oh, series. Dennis, do you know what? This is a little taste of your own medicine. This is what you do a lot of the time. Let me look this up. Let me look this up. Hang on, Riley. <laughs> I'm just going to look this up. <laughs> This was Riley researches his um insufferable teenage past. No, I was like that too. Every, like there, there is hell hath no fury like a like a teenage boy on I'm actuallying somebody. I wasn't a teenager on. at this point. I was like 21. But bro, I was trying to help. Come on. <laughs> like, okay. No, no, it wasn't Walk the Moon because they released it. They released their classic album in 2012. I don't know. It was something like that. Anyway, something so like that. so what happens a lot of the time is when someone gives me a recommendation. Um, it depends the way in which it's recommended. It depends upon like. I mean, look, I'm not a pitchfork anymore, so if you're about to recommend an album to me, I'm going to probably listen to it no, just no, to no, see no, what no. it's like. So, I'm going to put on... This is probably the most difficult journey I've ever gone on in my entire life. Are you going to try to get me to watch an anime? <laughs> I'm going to try to get you to watch an anime based on League of Legends. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can, save a, we can save a lot of time here. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to save a lot of time here, Dennis? <laughs> I can just draw a line under this one right now. But it's really good. I saw Amy's tweet. Amy Amazonian tweeted. She's like, it's not a League of Legends anime. It's just a good piece of, like, you know. Fiction. Entertainment media, and you should watch it even if you don't like League. And I'm like, Amy, I have a great respect for you as a streamer and a professional. You know, you're a, you're a mate of mine. I like you a lot. You're not going to win this argument, it's mate. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. How, how many people have reviewed it? Like 15. That's a lot. Critics. That's more than I thought. It was like one. <laughs> Yeah, it's, Dennis, it's, Dennis S. <laughs> anime blog. It's not an anime, really. It's just an animated series, I guess. But yeah. Arcane's really good. And you should watch it. It dethrones Squid Game, Riley. You watched Squid Game. I did watch Squid Game. There you go. Watch. Okay. <laughs> there's no. There's nothing. I, I I put it in there. I was like, I wonder how much it would take to get. Oh, we should put that up on the game night. Arcane, watch a long stream. It's only two hours. Only three episodes. I just like. I I guess. It's, <laughs> This isn't the sort of... So, this is very... I, I want to tell you the headspace I'm in right now. This isn't a sort of, like, absolutely not. I'm never going to do this again. I hate this. It's just like, eh, I'm not... I don't, like... It's the worst kind of disdain. You know? I know. It's the, it's the Don I Draper... Don't I don't think about you at all. You know, this isn't... So, this is something that, like, I wouldn't even consider watching. Like, if years. you... Here, okay, here it is. If you really, really want me to watch this with you, I will. Right, just because it'll be me doing a favor for you, but I'm not going to. Sure. I'm not going to suffer. Like you're not going to get the satisfaction of making me squirm with displeasure, like with Resident Evil, or just frustrate me, like with League. Would you rather watch yeah. the full once it comes out the full season of Arcane or a full season one of Yu-Gi-Oh? Assuming they're similar lanes, which I don't think they will be. But let's probably they're. Yu-Gi-Oh. More value out of the what is this? Like, it's more silliness. I can't. Oh, I really want to talk about it, but I can't. I really want to talk about it, Dennis, but I can't. Um, uh, we can talk about a Charizard Mirror River because I, we need to give people a chance to not listen to it. Okay, like it's a it's a, spo- a spoiler basically. I don't want to. I, I can't. I, I'm not even going to say because I don't. I want to give people the option to opt out later on. So okay. Charizard okay. Mirror River spoiler coming up for a popular game at the moment. Anyway, um, yeah, no, like I'm just you've you've erred in the past with recommending stuff to me too strongly. Like oh, you, yeah, this is such an uphill battle. I'm, I just wanted to bring it up for the joke. To be honest, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But then again, like I watched Bo Burnham's special thing because you wouldn't stop talking about it, and I just wanted you to. In stop my talking defense, neither would anybody. Pardon? In my defense, nobody would stop talking. I about wasn't. It. I hadn't been exposed to that many people who wouldn't. Like you were definitely the one who pushed it the hardest on me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis, if you really want to watch it, mate, as a mark, as a testament to, you know, your wedding's coming up. I'm still trying to find a wedding That's gift for you. That's the wedding present. You'll watch Arcane with me? No, I'll watch I no, 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 Dennis. Dennis, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wedding right. gifts. It's always a mistake when you go to a wedding to give a gift that is just for the person that you are closer to. I think it would be very in very bad taste for me to give just you a gift. The gift is obviously supposed to be for you and Nikki. Mm-hmm. So my wedding gift for you and Nikki will be, I'll watch it with both of you. Oh wow, very good. Yeah. Nikki hasn't watched it yet, actually. So. Oh, there you go. So you <laughs> can you sit go. and talk, and there I can, I can, you know, play on my phone or something. Uh, real talk, though. If you don't like, even if you don't like League of Legends, it's a fine piece of media. I would recommend. Yeah, that's good what job. Amy said. That's what Amy said. Good job, Brian. Has yeah. very little to do with League of Legends. Actually, it has nothing to do with League of Legends. It's just the, some of the characters are in it. That's so, it. is it? You said there are three episodes, but there are ten fully. Uh, nine fully, I think. Why haven't they released all of them? They're doing three, 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 three every Saturday, basically. Why? Maybe it's not Saturday. Is this, sorry, is this 2012? What the hell? What? I don't know, because they're not doing it once a week, which I would have been ex- it's understood. so strange. What show the- comes out weekly now? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's still come out weekly. Anything that runs on TV obviously comes out weekly. Who watches TV? Yeah. Grandparents? Great grandparents? Great grandparents. Presidents. All right. Mm. Right. We have real questions to ask Let's go. this week. Let's get into some real questions, Dennis. This one's from Oogie Dog. Oogie Doogie Doog. Where are you? It turns out listening to Smart. Dear Smart, I am a university student who plays modern at my local, local game store. <laughs> they did write local LGS. LGS. <laughs> it's next door. It's in their house. It's at the A. You, you pick up cards, uh, money from the ATM machine beforehand using your PIN number. Uh, with my studies and plenty of midnight due dates, I find myself not having time to stay for all four rands. That's brutal. I've been in that position before. With a top-heavy prize structure, I usually leave before qualifying for any prizes. I feel guilty leaving the store with a positive record, thinking I might have taken some prizes from people who could have actually claimed them. In the past, I have conceded to my opponents after the games when I had planned to leave, but felt not so great giving people free wins just being matched against me. What should I be doing? Oogie Doogie Doog. The name's just Oogie Dog, by the way. I just can't not read it like Scooby Doo. Um, you're the champion. At the, yeah, this, the game store. Like, you're, the, you're the end boss. I don't think anyone's being like, oh, you're no. You're playing for I the got, house. I got paired against Oogie Doogie Doo. Oh, no. I get to play I get to play a fun game of Magic and I'm guaranteed the win at the end. Oh, how terrible. Like, if you're going along just to play and have a good time, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Like, if <sighs> I felt not so great giving people free wins just by being matched against so, me. Oogie but Dog you're not goes giving them a free win. Like, you're beating them. You're beating them into the dirt and then conceding, right? But, like, Oogie Dog gets, goes 3-0. and oh. Yeah. Leaves before round four. No, 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 no. They're not. No, no. They're not saying that. In the past, I've conceded to my opponents after the games when I planned to leave. Yeah, yeah. But above that, um, I feel guilty leaving the store with a positive record, thinking I might have taken surprises. So, do they not do that? So, like two and one. No, no. I think they go. They they go three and zero. They can't play in round four, so they leave. Prizes come round. Oogie do, Oogie do. No, I'm not reading it like that. I'm reading it like they in round three. So they win round one and two. They get to round three, right? And it's like, hey, I have to leave after this, so I'll just concede to you. And then they leave with like two and one. And one. Two two and two. It's a four-round thing. Well, yeah, and then they lose the last round. They no-show. Yeah, they no-show. But the thing above here, though, is like, I might have taken some prizes from someone else who could have actually claimed them, which implies Uh, they didn't Here comes Dennis is putting his fat cat... Top hat and monocle on. He's heading down to the. He's heading down to the industrial estate to make sure the children are still working in the turbines. I, yeah, I, I think Googie Dog is on the on on the game store payroll out here. <laughs> you're Being not taking. You're dirt, not taking prizes. prizes from anyone. You're giving them back to the back store. To the game store. You're giving them back to the corporation, the business, the most important. I shouldn't be saying the local local games Obviously, the local local game stores are the lifeblood of the community. That's what the L stands for. Lifeblood game store. Lifeblood local game store. That's um, what the L stands for. The L stands for lifeblood of the community. Local yeah. lifeblood of the community game store. Exactly. Um, I, I don't really think you should be too worried about this. Um, now, your money, your time, it's fine. Like, for the people in the first rounds, they just got beaten fair and square. And there's no, like, even if they know you're going to leave. Like, this has happened to me. It happened to me one time that uh, it was in, like, a, I think it was just, like, a, weekend tournament i think it was a pdq or anything but it was in it was in a tournament one time where like i got beaten by someone knocked out of like top eight or prize contention and then they're like oh i have to go and they left and i was like you didn't you couldn't have conceded to me before you had to go and he's like ah sorry i was like mm, okay well that's somebody else gets the top eight position there and right? i was a bit annoyed by that but then again like that i guess that's kind of on me like it's not real they don't really have a responsibility anyway jokes on them because i have a pair of shorts that belongs to them and Sorry, Sam. Still got him. You didn't bring him. You didn't bring him on a date in a bag. Do you know what happened? So Sam, he he was around at my place one time. I, th- this was my my first impression of him, and it didn't leave a good taste in the mouth. The the whole I beat you, and now I'm dropping from the tournament, and leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't enjoy that. But then later on, like we we're friends, and he came round, and I was like, "Oh, it's a nice pair of shorts, man. Where'd you get him?" He was like, "I actually don't want these anymore." Right? And in my back garden, he took them off, gave them to me. And Dennis, would you like to know where that pair of shorts is right now? Where? In the chest of drawers that you can see behind me. Very strange. He just gave me a pair of shorts that what he was wearing. What did he wear? He put on a pair of tracksuit pants that he had. I don't know why he had a pair of tracksuit pants. Why in does his everyone carry spare clothing around with them? What's going on? I don't know, but he just gave me a pair of red shorts. They're really nice and I've still got them. Thanks, Andy. That's very strange. Yeah. So I came out ahead in that exchange. You're up a pair of shorts. I'm, a, I'm down. I'm down a potential top eight in a, like a you know in a in a standard win a winner box. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm up a pair of shorts. So well, you know, I think you can do whatever you want here. Yeah, I think if you want to concede to people, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think if you want to three zero and blast out of there and get on your 
nothing personnel kid and get on your motorcycle and run off into the sunset mm-hmm. and have those packs be lost to the sands of time i think that's fine too yeah of course dennis is going to say that of course dennis always on the side of the of looking the, for the small businessman the lulugus yeah the lulugus uh no Oogie Doog, i think Oogie Doog. i'm falling i'm falling prey to dennis's uh Oogie Doogie Doog, where are you i i, I think you Unless you're getting, like, actual complaints about this, I, I, it's good you're thinking about, like, reflecting on your behavior and stuff, but nah, n- nothing to see here. Move along. Have you Move seen along. the clip of um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and I think, for, I think it's Ray Prince Jr. Top when they did the original Scooby-Doo movie that's going around now? They're doing an interview about why Scooby-Doo was such a successful cartoon. Go on. And Sarah Michelle Gellar's talking. She's like, Scooby-Doo was just, like, way ahead of its time. They were a team. They were working together. They were... You know, they were working together to solve problems. It wasn't a cartoon for boys. It wasn't a cartoon for girls. It was a cartoon for everybody. Yeah. And it, was, it was really special. You know, it was really special and really ahead of its time. That right? And it comes to Freddy and he goes, it was a talking dog, man, you know? Like, what, what else you got to say? <laughs> like, that's so funny. <laughs> Trying to make some like, grand point about it, how, you know, it's timeless, it's ageless, it's it's a, it's a cartoon a talking for Talking dog, what do you want? <laughs> talking dog. Talking dog. Uh, I'm sorry, Ugi Doogie. So, so, like, completely butchered your name. Oh, hang on. Who's calling you, Dennis? Nikki is calling me on Messenger. Okay. Oh, there's someone at the door, Riley. I'll be back in a moment. All right. Riley, I thought I was about to get whacked. Uh, in in a good way or bad way? Bad way. Okay. So you know how the apartment building I live in is structured. There's an outer door, and and then the door to my actual place where I sleep. Just a little note for clarity. I decided to edit out the. Uh, part of the podcast that Dennis was away from the microphone. So that will have seemed very quick for you listening at home, but there was indeed a gap where this happened. Of like Go 30 ahead. seconds or so, yeah. Go ahead. Um, a man op- uh, opened the door and an Eastern European man said to me, Dennis Stranyak, and I was like, this is it. This is how it all ends. <laughs> they found me, son of Mozart. Son of Mozart, this is how it all ends. And then he handed me a parcel. And I was like, how did you get inside the building? <laughs> what, the, what the hell? It was terrifying. So he got in through the front door and was actually at the main- The like front door the, must have just been open. Yeah. And he just knocked on the door of the actual- like Actual apartment. This door, basically. And so Nikki, from with, the call was coming from within the house. She called you to be like, Dennis, there is, a, uh, there is an Eastern, Eastern European man at the door, which something is something I'm used to when it's- you yes but now it's a strange other fellow call the call is someone inside the house but no it is a um it was a parcel that arrived for me so what was in the parcel the parcel is for paul don't listen to this parcel is for a secret santa that i'm doing with nikki's family okay and paul is nikki's brother and i have purchased him a bathrobe that looks like a jedi robe that's a very good gift i thought nikki thinks it's a bad guy i thought it was a great gift it's a great gift i would love to get that i thought you would i would love that yeah, that would, that that would that would please me. Should I open it? Should we do a live unboxing on this audio? I mean, only it's form? only going to be interesting for me, so maybe we can leave it. But that does that is that is, Paul's a Paul's a lucky man, Dennis. Thank you very much. Lucky man to have him uh, to uh, to have, have a, uh, a I guess future brother-in-law. Does that work? Y- yeah. Hang on, wait. Paul's married to your fiance's sister. No, Paul's just is Nikki's brother. Oh, sorry, I'm getting confused. Okay, no, that's fine. Definite brother-in-law then. But like, what? So, what's his wife's relationship to you? I don't think anything. Are you sister and brother and sister in law? I think she's my sister in law in law. Sister in law in law. My, uh, my double law. Game store. <laughs> Two laws. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got another question. This one comes to us from Numski. Numski. This is my board game advice question. We're uniquely uh, situated to uh, answer this one. A couple of months ago, I reconnected with some high school friends by playing board games. That's very cool. We're now looking at some new board games to try out. We've played Catan, Wingspan, Terraforming Mars, and Seven Wonders. Holy moly. That is quite a wide gamut of seriousness and uh, types. What are your top Wingspan, recommendations? Wingspan's an intensive game in the end, by well, the way. Have dude, you but... played Terraforming Mars? No, that's a, that's a real level. Yeah, no, that's a game. Um, what are your top recommendations for four old friends to play? Something not too complicated We can so we can just focus more on hanging out and not focus too much on the strategy. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a PS that we'll come to after we've done our recommendations because I think we can get I a have, bit of juice out of that orange. Uh, I have my number one with a bullet here, Riley. Oh, really? Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's Betrayal Legacy. Oh, oh okay. I was going to say Betrayal be, as well, gonna... dude. I haven't played Betrayal Legacy, but I was going to say Betrayal. If you're playing with the same people over and over again, which yeah. it sounds like you are, Numski, Betrayal Legacy is the greatest game I've ever played for that. So betrayal, if you have... let me let me talk to you about Betrayal, and then Dennis can tell you about Overall, Legacy. Yeah. Betrayal, there's also a D&D flavored version. There's Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is the original one. There's Betrayal at House on the Hill, Widow's Walk, which is the expansion for it. And there's Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is the D&D version. And, and the betrayal, betrayal at Baldur's Gate, 10 out of 10. It's fantastic. So basically, it's a cooperative game to begin with. You have little, like, you've all got a little adventurer. You explore the map. And then at one point, there is a trigger, right? And it's different every time, right? It'll There will just be a 
uh, an event that'll take place. Determined that play will come the game where you like trigger the end game. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, there's there's literally a hundred different. There's so games. many. It depends on like the position of the characters, what items you picked up, all that sort of stuff, right? Anyway, and then at one point, right when this happens, one person leaves the room usually, and becomes like the villain, right? They'll turn into a zombie or a vampire, or they'll be an occultist who is secretly trying to summon a demon all along. Or they'll be like cetera, a shapeshifter that has been infiltrated, whatever, right? And then they so they go and read, they read their secret instructions. The other heroes read their secret instructions, and then it becomes adversarial. Mm-hmm. Um, so the betrayal is that one person usually becomes threatened. Now sometimes there isn't. Sometimes the betrayer is a fifth party, whatever. Some, like the, this is the well, actually, what a cast instance in your mind foes type thing. Don't worry about that. Um, really fun. Really interactive. Pretty simple, too. A lot of dumb nonsense that you can do and very light on with rules as well. Like, it's Mm -hmm. pretty simple. Once you've got the hang of it, like how combat works, how movement works, and every game's different. Man, I want to play Betrayal, dude. I haven't played Betrayal for ages. And also, it's one of those games where it won't break if if you're confused about a rule. You can probably Google it and somebody will have answered on BoardGameGeek. But- just do whatever seems to make yeah. sense or yeah, 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 feels yeah. right, and it's fine. <laughs> do you know what I did one time? <laughs> there was an ambiguity between how two items interacted. So I messaged Andrew Brown and Gavin Verhey, and I was like, hey, do you know anyone who worked on Betrayal? <laughs> Gavin Verhey was on the testing team for it. Yeah, and he was like, I can't remember these specific items, but basically just do what you want if, if, if everyone at the table agrees. I'm like, that's an official ruling. All right, let's go. So we had a, we had a game once of Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is just a horror-themed one, mm-hmm. basic one. And the end game was like, it was kind of Harry Pottery in that it was like an evil wizard had like trapped portions of his soul in. Oh, like Horcruxes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it was also, if that was a turducken, because it was like a dog, and then when you killed the dog, a chicken popped out. And when you killed the chicken, a slightly smaller bird popped out, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last stage was an egg. And the egg still had a moving speed of one because it would just roll across the floor, I guess. <laughs> and there's a tile. And when right eventually you explore the house, you do that by like you have a big stack of tiles that's face down. You're like, I open this door and it is the larder. And I open yeah. this door and it is the dancer's kitchen and stuff, etc. Yeah. Uh, one of those in the original portrayal is the mystical elevator, which is an elevator that you can get in and then you roll dice and it go, it teleports somewhere in the house. It can go up and down and sideways and everything like Willy Wonka's elevator. So the egg rolled into the elevator. And then me, cue me frantically flipping through the rule book saying, there's nothing that says the egg can't operate the elevator. Of course the egg could operate. Yeah, the egg would definitely operate the elevator. Of course it so would. Then, so, so we're like sprinting around the house. You like open the door. You're like, there it is. And then and the goes, you're like, no. And the egg flies off somewhere else. The egg's the just like not holding the door for you. Is it? Oh, that's yeah. very good. Just hammering the closed door button. It is, yeah, it so is kind of like, if you've ever played D&D, you know, it is a little bit like, it's D&D kind mm. of light in that sense. It's much mm-hmm. more on railroads, but you do generate some very silly stories like that. Uh, betrayal legacy sorry betrayal legacy i put the emphasis on betrayal (laughs) for some reason betrayal legacy um is a 10-part game that you have i guess you don't have to but you should play with the same four people every time Mm -hmm. and it is one of the best board game experiences i've ever had wow at its core it's basically just betrayal at house in the hill Mm -hmm. i mean it's just different items things like that but it's got a through line and story and evolving mechanics and things so like you'll find a shotgun in game one which and all the games have years, so game one's in eighteen eighty eight or whatever, mm. and then your character you were playing in eighteen eighty eight, let's say his name was Dennis. I'll get out a sharpie and I'll write Dennis's shotgun, and then your character in nineteen o two, Dennis's great grandson or whatever, or guy is just son at that stage, will find the shotgun in the house and will be like, "This is my father's shotgun," and because it's from my family, I do extra damage with it. And there's a tons of stuff like That's that. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's got a, an actual story. It's got twists. Yeah. Uh, is really, really, really good. I would, I cannot recommend it enough. If you I'd, have four li- I'd friends, like to play it, man. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Um, and if you guys play Terraforming Mars, even if you guys played Wingspan, this is way less complicated yeah. than Wingspan. I think, and the other good thing about it is there is a lot of opportunity for like, chat it's not it's not one of those games that you get it's more like katan in the sense that you can easily play it while having a conversation even less though because no one's really trying to win to begin with at least yeah. for the first 80 percent of the game you're just dicking around and exploring yeah just exploring, getting items yeah. getting leveling up you know yeah. yeah and then eventually yeah the last five turns of the game or whatever are like where it all comes to a head but yeah. also especially in legacy you never really care if you win or the bad guy wins. No, it's 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 definitely it's definitely an experience. It's more of an experience thing. Like winning is, yeah. We we kind of answered. The, like, are there any others that we can do, or we just answer this? Get get a copy of Betrayal. I would recommend Betrayal uh, at, at Baldur's Gate, but it sounds like Dennis's legacy thing, especially if you're playing with the same people. That's so cool. Legacy, that you reconnect with people from high school, man. That's really cool. 
Yeah, I struggle. I, we talked about this a little bit when you were over here. Like, I struggled to keep touch with people from my high school. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, last week, didn't we? Maybe we did. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think it, we did. Impossible to tell. No, no, I did. No, who, I truly, true, who, who can say? Truly lost the sense of time. Exactly. Uh, Numsky, I hope that helps. I mean, if it didn't, what do you want from us? We've just given What's you an up? absolute A-plus stellar recommendation. What is another one? I'm trying to think of another board game that we played that we really loved recently. One of them is Seven Wonders. Um, yeah, we played Scythe. Scythe a little intense. But if you guys like Terraforming Mars, it might be on that on the, on, the, on that sort of you know wavelength as well. The a, a board game that I had a lot of fun with, although uh, this isn't probably what you're looking for, is the Game of Thrones board game. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all-time favorites. You do need six people for the best results. You can play with four, but it is better with four, five or six. It's better with eight people. Uh, I, you actually can't play with eight people. You can play four, five, or six, but you, can, you technically play three, but it's terrible with three. Um, so if you've got an extra extra body or two, it's kind of like a, a combination of risk and diplomacy, mm-hmm. uh, which is really I, I enjoy that a lot. But it's probably not what you're looking for. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like my yeah favorite board games. Tokyo Highway is a really good game, and I, I know Riley specifically didn't like it very much. It was fine. Well, I didn't like it. No, it was fine. It was Tokyo Highway is the is a game where you like have to. It's a manual dexterity game mm-hmm. where you like build little highways with um, like wooden pieces and you've got to build yours in and around, like a spaghetti in and around your opponents and that sort of stuff. It, it's fun, but it's yeah, not. It is, right, it's right. It is a manual dexterity game, so it probably is not great for everybody. That's and, true. And also, not the sort of game you could play all night. It, no. it, it is an aperitif. If you want to go real deep. Wait, isn't an aperitif the thing you have before or after you've eaten? Aperitifs before. Before, yeah. It's, after, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's, an, it's, it's an appetizer. I am. Um, if you want to go hard, if go you guys on. like terraforming Mars, if you guys want to play a game for two years every week, and if you want to get an arm workout in, mm. pick up Gloomhaven. Oh, baby. We talked about this a lot. Now, I'll level with you. I'm getting a little bit bored of Gloomhaven currently. Maybe we tried to play it too much in a row, but like the maybe we aren't mixing the characters up enough. I don't know. But like we played probably 15 hours of it. Yeah. And it's starting to feel a little samey. Okay. That's not good. And I never felt like that with betrayal. What else is in that box? So, but that's the other thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm scraping the tip of the iceberg. But I'm like, why am I grinding <laughs> to yeah. unlock the rest of this yeah. game? In a yeah. way, you know what I mean? Um, but no, betrayal legacy. I think is a is number one, not close. If I if there was a board, if it was a board game, I don't want to erase my mind off and play again. It would be betrayal legacy. 100%. I think like just the way that we've talked about this, you know, we've we've kind of come up with other half hearted suggestions. And nothing, nothing has come close. I haven't even played Le- Betrayal Legacy, but even just Betrayal, the regular thing. So start there, Numsky. And uh, if that... Uh, send, if, us a, send us a picture of your copy of Betrayal Legacy. Yeah, let us know. Let us know Is how it, it goes. We, we got to get a coupon code for a board game site. We do. <laughs> so, right, I don't really... You, you, Dennis question. Welcome, everyone, to the, the segment that we teased before. It's time for Dennis question. Well, and after this, we have a question from George GE, but maybe we won't get to it. No, we'll we will get, get to it, Dennis. We, will. we definitely <laughs> will get We've got enough. We've got plenty of time. We are going to get to it. I mean, how long is this Dennis question? Not long. So, uh, related to the board game chat and related to the conversation we had about board games last week. Okay. Uh, Nikki and I, like I mentioned, Christmas is coming up. So, as much as Paul don't listen to this, Paul's children, please don't listen to this. Uh, we have purchased some Sorry, board can I just games. stop you here? Okay. It's time for Riley's interjection. Okay. It is the 10th of November. Nikki is aggressively early, dude. I went, to, I went out. I went to a bar last night. There were Christmas trees up. Yeah. No. Iron Brew. The Iron Brew packaging already has "Have a Wonderful Christmas" on it. Yeah, Christmas starts November first. No. Yeah. I generally don't like American holidays, and you know how they they go like they go all silly over stupid stuff like uh, Valentine's Day and Halloween that sort of stuff. One thing I appreciate about a, a, the American approach to holidays is that it puts a hard limit on how long Christmas can be because of Thanksgiving. Because mm, this true. is like unofficial rule in America, I think. Or maybe it's not even adhered to anymore, but it's always like, no, 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 the Christmas decorations don't go up until after after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But so now, you get less than a month. But in, now in Europe, they go up after Halloween. Baby. I'm so I'm not here for it, dude. I don't need two months of this. Six more weeks to Christmas. I love Christmas. Are we doing this again? I hate Christmas. Is this the yeah. yearly reminder about how much I hate Christmas? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Bar anyway. humbug. I don't want to have to bar humbugs, Dennis, in November. That's not that's something true. that I'm- that's, Yeah, Christmas has really, really done a lot of colonizing of November, a lot of territorial expansion into Like, what are we going to be sure. doing? Are we going to have a wind-down period for Christmas now? Are we, are we going all the way through to January, well, Christmas already. Christmas already runs until January 7th, really. Come on. Does it? Yeah, a little Christmas. 
This is not a thing, Dennis. Google Little Christmas. It's not a thing. Google Little Christmas. Is, is this is, is this this is some Croatian bloody what is it? <laughs> yeah, national no, Little Christmas. Little Christmas. I think it used to be called Women's Christmas, actually. I don't think they call it that anymore. Little Christmas. Old Christmas, women's Christmas. Oh, it's an yeah. Irish thing. Irish Christians and Amish Christians. Seventh of January, the feast of the Epiphany, twelve days of yeah. Christmas tide. Ah, sounds like nonsense. Anyway, go on. Uh we bought um so Nikki and I have been endeavoring to be cool aunt and uncle. So how's that we working got, out for um, you? Well, pretty good. Mm-hmm. At least, at least, cool Christmas present, aunt and uncle. So, like last year, yeah. we got them a, a giant, like old school theater popcorn machine and a candy floss machine. Yeah. Did you check and with the their parents be- first? We did. Okay, good. <laughs> and the year before that, again, check their parents. We bought them a Nintendo Switch and a bunch of games. I remember that one because I remember saying you need to ask the parents before you do that. So. Nikki, before before I before I got involved in this, Nikki was like, "I buy them books every year," and I was like, "We have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be doing that." She's like, "No, they love them." I was like, mm-hmm. mm. "I don't know." So this year, we got them some board games. That's cool. Yep. So we got them. Let me see if I remember this correctly. Because you are such a nerd. What are you doing buying? You're buying Christmas gifts in November. Well, this is that's Nikki's doing. Okay, yeah, Nikki. I mean, she is a nerd. She is pop 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 yeah. ready to go. They're already piled up in the living room. As if there were a tree above them, and there isn't. Mm, at least you don't have a tree. Well, we can't. It'll die by Christmas if we get a tree now. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. I'm just... Uh, anyway, go on. Um, so we got them... I bl- Let me... Should I just go get them, Riley? Should I add a visual element to the audio-only it's podcast? It's not going to help. You can just tell me what they are. I can't remember what Oh, Kelly, okay, you are. so... Yeah, all right. You can go and get <laughs> them then. I'll uh, vamp for like 15 seconds. So the issue that I have is that... People, every year, I have the same conversation. I don't like Christmas. And I get the same response when I say I don't like steak. It's like, oh, what's wrong with you? It's like, nothing's wrong with me. I just don't like it. People are like, oh, you don't like steak. You've just never had a good steak. And it's it's not the fact that I haven't had a good steak. I just don't like steak in the same way that I just don't like Christmas. And I hate having to justify myself to people. Well, you just have to have a good Christmas. (sighs) Case in point. (laughs) Go ahead, Dennis. What are the the Uh, games you got? So there's four we've got. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want your honest feedback on these. Go on. How old are these kids? Good spread is the problem. Mm. So the youngest is probably like, I think I think the youngest is seven. Oh. I don't think this is going to play them. And the oldest is a four, like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, it's a spread. All right. Got King of Tokyo. Okay. Good one. Got Carcassonne. Perfect. Absolutely. That, that was the one I was going to say. That should definitely be there. Because, again, that can be played at so many different levels by so many different people. Yep. We got Sushi Go. I never played it. Don't like sushi. And the last one, Riley, <laughs> you don't have to eat the cards, bro. <laughs> the I'd rather eat the cards than sushi. Which I think is the biggest uphill climb, but also the biggest potential upside, mm. is a Dungeons & Dragons starter set. Oh, baby. Starting them early. Really? Starting them early. D&D starter set, man. Like their dad's going to have to DM. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are their parents into this sort of stuff? Are their parents nerds? Oh. Uh, no. Well, they, actually, their dad is kind of like, Paul's kind of like a Star Wars nerd. Like I got into the Jedi, but I think he's going to like it. Um, so it's not a million miles off. I've played D&D with kids. It's fantastic. You have to do a lot of improv- yeah. improvisation with the rules and stuff, but like playing D&D with kids is... There's an unzero chance that Nikki or I end up doing it with, with it's, them, to it's be honest. Su- it's such a good experience, dude. Playing D&D with kids, um, is, it's so much fun. But I just want to sow that seed. Yeah. Getting in early with that. Getting early with the D&D starter set. But if, I mean, if that takes up... Oh, yeah, I've been... Well, I mean, I'm pretty proud of the fact I've been playing D&D since I was like, you know, 16. Mm-hmm. But if you're seven, though. Whew. Yeah, I've been playing D&D since I was ugh, seven years old. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, that's um, that's some real nerd cred right there. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think those are going to be a hit. I think. I think I was seventeen actually. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want someone to go and deep. I don't want someone to go into the archives and be like Riley Knight confirmed fake nerd started playing when he was seventeen. I think I was seventeen. Um, I I, I don't know about Sushi Go. The others seem great. Carcassonne in particular seems like a fan, especially for a spread of ages because you can play that again as a sound. And lots of I wanted level. to play. I wanted to get Catan, and Nikki kind of outvoted me on it. Really? What do you mean outvoted you? It's a fifty-fifty. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, you you assume the votes are fifty fifty, right? They are not. She has got a voting block. <laughs> Does she? She controls a yeah. she controls a a, a coalition majority, an autonomous t- zone. Yeah, um, you know, she she vetoed me on that. Why? Catan's great. I don't know. I thought Catan would be fine too. I think she just thought King of Tokyo was better. Uh, King of Tokyo is a good a good game for for that age as well. Why Sushi Go? Yeah, what is that game? It's just a drafting game. It's a very simplified drafting game. Hmm. Okay. Where you try to draft the best. It's like Seven Wonders, but you know, like it, it's probably a game that I would enjoy playing, right? 
Mm-hmm. But because, because it's, because it's we'll sushi it. themed, I'm like, Ugh, no thanks. I don't like sushi. We did an actual sushi draft quite recently. It was uh, funny. We uh, it was with Jeff and Steve. We got a like a big sushi platter. Yeah. And then did a, a you know a, a snake draft. You know where like it bounces back around. They did one of them at a GP and got accused. I remember and got accused of racism. What? Yep. There was by a, who? Uh, by I don't know. Was it a, wasn't it a bunch of Japanese players? It was a bunch of Japanese players drafting sushi, right, around the uh-huh. table. Um, but it was... It, it, yep, I remember they put up the deck list. It was very funny. Uh, the, 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 the radical left woke mob mm. came from Dennis. Um, yeah, no, people... There, there, was a, there was an outraged vocal minority that, that thought that I it was... I don't remember that. I mean, yeah, whatever. Now, of course, I only eat very, very authentic Irish sushi. Mm. So, mm. you know, yeah. the truest to form. The true... I mean, this is what you... Said. Throughout the centuries, the Japanese have always imported the their, their the sushi, sushi from, from the Emerald Isle. It is... I mean, everyone knows this. Marshy joked about that once when he came over here. He was like, where do you want to go for dinner? And I was like, oh, there's this good Mexican place. And he's like, I am not going to a Mexican restaurant in Ireland. In Ireland, Dennis, yeah. You have to drag me kicking and <laughs> yeah, screaming. Exactly. I don't care if it's a Michelin star Mexican yeah. restaurant. We're not going. I wanted to ask you about this, actually, before we get to Jorge's question. Um, Dennis's wedding is coming up in less than a month. And yes. so there's going to be an increasing amount of wedding chat coming in the next couple of weeks. But uh, the invitations went out. Dennis is getting married at a, uh, well, what he claims to be quite a fancy restaurant. Is that true? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. How many Michelin stars does it have? Two, I think. I think it's the only two Michelin star restaurant in the country. So, two stars? Like, the. It's out of, you, out of like five. What, it's pretty brutal. So, Ireland's cuisine is not great, man. What, you, what the five star ones were closed? Can't afford them? How, I mean, this, this one's will, like a, a billion dollars a person. How much is a five star restaurant? This will anger Nikki's mother to no end if you keep describing it as a two star restaurant. <laughs> oh, will it really? I think it might. I think I'm going to do that a lot then. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that a lot. The joke is that, like, are there any three-star Michelin restaurants? Uh, I don't even know if that exists. Yeah, I think, I don't, I think, like, a two-star, I think two stars is as high as you can get as far as I know. There like, are three-star, there are three-star Michelin restaurants. Anyway, so, the point is, for so. those of you who don't know, a two, two stars in the Michelin, that's, like, in, ridiculous, like, one star is a very, very good restaurant. Yeah. Two stars is excellent cooking that is worth a detour. And three stars mean cuisine that is worth traveling specifically for. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there aren't very many two star. Like there's only, how many two star restaurants are there? Like worldwide? Hundreds? Uh, yeah. Not thousands. It looks, like, it looks like there's only like 30 three star ones. Yeah. In so, the that's, world. so that's and how. And they're basically all in Japan, yeah. to be so, honest. So this is, this is how, it, that's how the star rating works. But it'll be very fun to pretend to misunderstand that and be like, why, hang on, if this, why is this two, why are we eating at a two star place? Like the kebab shop down the road has four and a half stars on Google Maps. Why aren't we going there? That's what I'm going to do. That's, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. that. I'll work that into the speech somehow, I think. That's, oh, oh that's going to be oh very my good. God. I'm going to hate it. The food. I don't want to eat bloody double ro- double roasted duck's ass and braised deer dick. Like this is not something I'm interested. You know, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be. I think. I think you're going to like it. I mean, au contraire, I'm not going to like it. And even if I do, I'll pretend not to. Why? Because okay, it's like real fancy stuff, dude. Yeah, it's a fancy restaurant. I'm not. I, I like. I'm. I'm very happy for you and Nikki. It's great you're getting married and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, there is a there. There honestly is a kebab shop down the road, dude. Like, actual. I've looked it up. There is a kebab shop like around the corner. I think you should just enter these things with an open mind and try and join new experiences, especially ones you're not used to. Be it a especially ones I'm not paying experience. for. I think is what you mean yeah, here because that that, it, I am getting the meal for free, so maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try. Be it. it be it a fine dining experience. Be it arcane on Netflix, whichever it is. If you you can pick one, would you like me to sit and watch Arcane with you, or would you like me to uncomplainingly eat every scrap of food uh, on my plate at your wedding? Second one, not close. Yeah, I think that's going to be a bigger lift for me, though. So I'm going to I'm going to insist you get the the deer penis. (laughs) You paid a lot for that deer penis, Dennis. Mm. It's it's actually pretty normal food, as I recall. I've only been there once for a for a given. Uh, Definition of normal. normal. Yeah. Anyway, our last question comes to us from Jorge. Uh, Dennis, it's your old friend. Where's this my old friend? I'm Jorge Triple Mythic Gomez, he says. This is how the question opens. It's Jorge Triple Mythic Gomez. I remember. Update for Dennis. I only played the qualifier on one of my accounts. So for those of you who missed it in a previous episode, Jorge wrote in and asked, I've qualified three different accounts for the the qualifier with uh, Unlimited. Can I play the MIQ on all three accounts? 
I believe I said yes. And the update for Dennis is, no, you can't. Well, the update for Dennis is... They didn't. He didn't. So, Hoy has the name of the asshole question. I was streaming a ranked game of Limited where my opponent was behind, but it managed to kind of stabilize the board until on a crucial turn they used their Larder Zombie at the beginning of combat phase and my turn leaving them dead on board. So, um, Larder Zombie is the 1-3 that taps to look at the top mm-hmm. card of your library and it taps another creature as well. So they'd stabilized. I actually watched the clip that uh, that Jorge posted in the Discord. You can go on and look at it as well. Uh, they were in a not great position, but they were stabilizing. And uh, but tapping this Larder Zombie before attacks right left them dead on board. Um, I played a creature and spent a lot of time in my pre-combat main phase talking to chat, and this is probably why they thought it was the end of the turn and tapped out. I doubted for a second, but finally swung for lethal, and chat said it was okay. But I can't stop thinking it was a bit assholey. What do you think, Dennis? Hmm. Sort of tanking on your main phase. You go to combat. It's all about intention. It's all about intention. Yeah. If you meant to deceive them, which sounds like you didn't, mm-hmm. that's shitty and you're an asshole. Mm. But I don't think you did. I think if you're sitting there in your first in your post combat main in your in your pre combat main phase, being like, I'm going to get them here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know how that has happened to me? I don't think it was deliberate, but someone played a card that turned. Uh, turned it to day, right? Without, um, so it was not, it was neither night, night or day. And someone played one of the cards that turned it to day. And it makes that, have you seen it? The big animation with the sunrise and that sort of stuff. Yep. And I assumed it was my turn. Oh, because it was turning, yeah. Because it, it felt, I felt, because I associate that animation with like a, a changing of the turn. The turn I might, swap, yeah, yeah, the turn's beginning. So I was like, okay, it's my turn. Like, there's, oh, geez, no, it's not. They just played the whatever, right? Uh, I don't think they meant to do that, but had they meant to, right? That would be, kind of shitty thing whereas i think this is the same if you're sitting there being like yep i'm going to tank and we pretend i'm going to pretend i'm passing the turn right in the hope that they'll tap out i mean it's on them to stay on top of that sort of stuff yeah i mean i don't think this is that bad like i don't like what you what you said about the the the, the day card mm. i think it's pretty impossible to do that with that intention because they just don't want to play the card it is what it is yeah you can um you can do this kind of stuff, I think, intentionally. Uh, can but, you but, really? Like, sit in your, in your pre-combat main phase hoping they're going to think you're in I don't think turn. it's going to work. This would have never occurred to me. No. This, this, this is not like the pen trick. This is like a whole other... You're making so many assumptions about the way... But there's the a rhythm as well to, to how many times you click the button before it's your turn again. Like, you have to click through combat. You have to click through... I don't know. I, I you find definitely sometimes You're definitely I'm, not the asshole because you weren't trying to be, Jorge, and I don't think you could have been in this scenario, to be honest, it, either. It's fine. I mean, maybe you can play a bit. Maybe we, we can get you for, like, playing slowly, but, I mean, I'm not going to have a go at you for that. I mean, I stream as well, and, like, mm, if, you have yeah. a, if you're talking to chat, like, it's just the way that it goes sometimes. So, no. I watched the clip, by the way. Uh, I watched a little oh. bit of the stream. Yeah, it's good. It, was a, it seemed like a... I don't know. Uh, Jorge's... Uh, I mean... Largely incomprehensible as an idiot anglophone, but um, I don't know. I mean, this is a bloke who can get three, three bloody. I was gonna say it must be at least three times as entertaining as you, right? Excuse me. Excuse me. How dare you? Actually, no, not even possible. I haven't qualified a single time for an MIQ. Qualified? You've been to a couple times, though. Yeah, but I never make it into. I never grind for the top twelve hundred or whatever. I've never done that. But yeah, I still love the idea of the all Jorge. Invitational. That would be, yeah, yeah, that would be very good. All twelve hundred accounts, just Jorge playing against himself. Breaks. We finally see so you, and then Richard Garfield comes out of the computer and says, "You've did it. You've, you've won did magic. it." He says, "You've did it. You've did it. You've gathered the magic. You've gathered Here the magic. Is. There is, uh, and now I must go. You, now you are the deck, the deck master. I must go. <laughs> finally, people, we found, we found the deck master. Do you want to really like about Jorge's question as well, Dennis? Mm. I want you to have a look at the opening words there. Are they all capitalized? Is there a secret message or something? No, no. I'm Jorge Tripmith Gomez. Update for Just describing himself as Jorge and then in brackets. You know, you give yourself a nickname. It's like Dennis mm. um, D-Bag, Strange Act, right? Strange Act, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the inverted commas in the middle. He's given him Triple Mythic. That's the... I started, just, I started calling myself Big Platts when I hit Platinum for the first time, which I quite liked. But Triple Mythic has got a very... It's like Tres Gomas. Tres Gomas. Tres Gomas, oh you know? It's got that kind of vibe to it. Triple Mythic, Jorge Triple Mythic. What were your big plats? I made Golden League. Big G. Big G. 4G. 5G. 5G. I'm in Gold 4. There's no Gold 5. If only there were. So, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's why. That's where, you'd be, that's where you'd be stuck, yeah. My favorite joke is, and they do this in Magic as well. Because the way, obviously, the ranks are all, in most games are just rare metals, basically. Yes. Because diamond, plat, gold, silver, bronze, sometimes there's an iron. Mm-hmm. And then people talk about being in wood four yeah. and pa- paper three. Yeah. And yeah. stuff. That's my favorite. Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in dirt too. Up on the, uh, the other end of it, one thing I enjoy is talking about how diamond is the hardest metal known to man. 
because mm. it gets it gets people all the time right on two different fronts so first of all you'd be like yeah so obviously it goes up in like level of hardness because you go like silver gold obviously gold's very soft you know everyone knows that uh, because i think silver is harder than gold so that gets people yeah, there it is, yeah. and i don't know if platinum is harder but obviously diamond is harder than the rest of them but it's not a metal it's a mineral, yeah. But you go, diamonds are the hardest metal known to man. They're like, no, it's not. It's like, uh, yes, it is. And you pull name up all the stuff. Like, What's a hard, like, name something that's harder than, than diamond. You can't do it. It's the hardest metal known to man, right? Um, I love this adversarial approach you have with your viewers. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> You're but, then, PvP but then the other streaming. side of it is, it's like, hardest metal known to man. What do the women know that they're not telling us? What's the metal? <laughs> what's the secret? Good. What's the secret metal that women are Extra hiding, are squirreling yeah. away that we don't that's know really about? Good. They won't that's tell really us, Ennis. They're feminine. They've got their feminine wiles. Hold, keeping their secrets. Now, Riley, gone. You teased a spoiler. Is this going to spoil a game for me? Uh, maybe. I th- I don't think you will mind this spoiler, even if it. I think it will excite you to play the game even more. All right, excite me, Riley. So I'm going to spoil something from Inscription. Been out for a little bit. Which I believe is a spooky card game. Yeah, it's it's very very good. Uh, I recommend if you want to play this game at all. Stop uh, listening, don't play it. Stop listening in about 15 seconds after I've told you that it is really, really good. If you've been on the fence like I was, play it. I was on the, Like, if you play Magic, if you like Magic, you're going to love this game. It is a little spooky. It's very metafictional. Um, it's a little sort of... It'll get in your head a little bit, but um, it's really good, man. It's really good. Just play it during the daytime if you're going to get a little, um, a, little, a little scared by stuff. Anyway, pretty major spoilers coming up here. All right, they've gone. Dennis, <clears throat> so the game is kind of like a deck building roguelike almost, right? Okay. Okay. So you- like Slay the Spire? It is, it is actually very similar to Slay the Spire. So you go through like area one and then at the end of area one, you beat the boss. Same again, area two, do the same thing, rinse and repeat area three. Area four, right? There's not really like the lead up to it. It's just the boss, right? Mm-hmm. You get a couple of boons and stuff, whatever else, but then you fight the boss. And the boss has the classic- Multiple health bars trick. You beat the boss. This isn't even my final form. And they're like, this isn't even my final form. You have to beat me again. And I was like, yep, of course, there are going to be three forms. Makes sense. Da, 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 da. Beat the first boss. Yep. Second form, whatever. Dennis, would you like to guess what the third form of the boss is? What's the third form of the boss? What do you think the boss turns into? Given, I don't know. Given that it is a card game. A card game made by a fan of card games, right? All of the uh, all of the achievements are named after um, uh, named after magic cards. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when you sacrifice a creature and get a blood token, you get the achievement Blood Artist. Is the third boss like the designer of the game? No, 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 no. Think about think about the culture of card games. Think about the stuff that as a as a people unites us, Dennis. And think about no what idea. we were talking about. What were we talking about when I was like, there are spoilers coming up? I have no idea. We were talking about the popular animated t- children's TV show, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah? Dennis, who or what is the greatest foe <laughs> in Yu-Gi-Oh, the animated series? It's not I Seto mean, Kaiba. It's not Seto It's Kaiba. not pulling it's... a meteor onto the server. No. Dennis, if there was one entity, shall I say, that you could do battle with, or, nay, attack in Yu-Gi-Oh! Is it the moon? It is the moon! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, it's the moon! (laughs) what happens is, right, so there are eight squares. the moon! There are eight squares on the battlefield, right? There's eight on your... There's there's, Well, there's 12. There's eight on their side and, and, and four on yours, right? And and the four squares at the front, that's where their creatures go. And then you can see what creatures they have on the kind of the, like their bench in Pokemon. Uh-huh. You get to the final boss, all of their creatures disappear, right? And are, be- are replaced with this massive tile, right? This massive card that covers the whole half of their board that is the moon. And you have to, to win the game, you have to attack the moon. Amazing. It's so I'm sold. Good, dude. It's so good, man. And the game, it's full of, um, like, there's a four mana seven seven in there, like a reference to Hearthstone. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's so much stuff in there that is just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I see all that. Yeah, like that. And, like, it's funny because all the mechanics have different names to what we're used to. For example, um, there's a creature, like a little snake, a little one one. And whenever it deals damage to anything at any time, 
right? Even if it's like a 4-6 or something, whatever, it kills it. And that ability is called Touch of Death. I was about to say, is it called Touch of Death? It's called Touch of Death. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff like that. Um, it's a really good game. Like the card game by itself is just fun to play. It's not sure. It's not like revolutionary. It's not revolutionary, but it's great. It's really, really fun. Um, but then on top of that, the setting of it. I know I'm not going to spoil any of this side of it because that's where I definitely want you to explore that for yourself. I'm sold. And listener, if you're anything like me, you should be too. Yeah, like the the it's there's a, it's very heavy on metafiction, which I love. I love metafictional games. Um, it is a little scary. There's a little bit of body horror in there that you're not going to anticipate. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, like, there's no jump scares or anything, but there are certain actions that get taken in the game that will definitely make you like ooh away ooh. from the monitor. Um, because it kind of comes that, out that, that intrigues me more, not less. Yeah. But I agree, it's not. I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, so uh, I haven't finished it. I, I beat the moon, and now you <laughs> enter into the real metafictional side of it. Where I'm going to stream it uh, later on this afternoon. So um, you've awoken the hive. I can't recommend it highly enough. Some people like what happened was one person recommended it to me who I like whose recommendations I take seriously, and I was like, all right, okay, it's it's definitely my radar. And then another person did, and another person did, and then like enough people finally got across the line that I was like, I gotta play this game. I gotta play it. Because I was put off, right? Like when Scott was first like, you gotta play this rally, I'm like, absolutely not. It's a horror game. No way. Not doing it. Like I've seen, I watched the trailers, I've seen the screenshots. Too scary. I'm not gonna do it, right? But then enough people had done it that I was like, ah, Scott's got a, Scott's got a point here. I should probably do it. So, inscription. What was it? it? Inscription? I was about to say, you should should say the name. Inscription with a Y. As in crypt, encrypt, ins, crypt, ins, crypt, ion. Yes, exactly. Yep. Coupon code night at checkout. Maybe it'll work. Probably won't. (laughs) On Steam? Who knows? Who knows? Try it. What have you been playing? League of Legends? Yeah, yeah. League of Legends getting ready to go away. These next two weeks are probably going to be the longest I've gone without playing League in two years now. Do you not have, do you not have a laptop? Do you not have a phone? I can play Wild Rift. I guess it's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same? Do you know I, a laptop? I don't know. You can play, don't know what are you talking about? You can play League on a laptop. I could, but I probably won't. I'm going to be in like Vegas and at the event. Yeah, what are your plans? What are you up to? I leave at 5 a.m. tomorrow, Riley. It's going to be a lot of fun. Why are you going so early? Because my flight takes off at like 9. Mm-mm. Obviously, like you're going because of the flight schedule, but why are you going three, like a week before the event? I'll have my bachelor party. We'll <gasps> this at the top of the Dennis. show. Dennis. Oh no, that was before we started. We talked. We, talked we did talk about this before we started recording. Yes, but Sorry. here's the I interesting thing. I was like, "Why are you looping back to this?" Here's the interesting <laughs> thing, Dennis. If we don't record it, like the people who listen to the show won't actually hear it. So I was pretending not to know, so you could talk about your bachelor party. I thought you. I, th- I honestly thought that was in the show. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I forgot that it was. Yeah, I'm going on my bachelor party to bravely unafraid of cliche, Dennis. Going on a bachelor party to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's, well, it's actually not pretty. Cli- it's not cliche for people from where I live. It's very cliche in America. Yeah, but for here, people were like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah. So what, so, are, what are you going to do? Going to go and throw axes? Going to go? We're going to go. I'm, I'm, you're going to go and blow things maybe. up in the desert? Can we're, I- going, we're, we're, we're going to medieval times, which I think might be up your alley. See how historically accurate that yeah, is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. This is something I talked to you about um, offline. I think, but I'll bring it up for the fine folks in here. We were picking our seedings for. It's not actually medieval times. It's Tournament of Kings, which is just like the one that's in the Excalibur. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking at the seating chart, picking our seats. This is my favorite thing so far. Uh, you'll know, by the way, how half fun my bachelor party is based on if I talk about it at all when I come back. Yes. Yeah. The more he talks about it, the less fun it was. Exactly. Yep. Um, so we look at the seating chart and it had, and the seating sections were named really weirdly. They're named after countries. Yeah. And then I realized it's just like the flags they have hanging in the arena. But so there's like an Ireland section yeah. and a Sweden section and an Italy section, right? And then there's a Scotland section, and then there's a dragon section. And I was like, what? So good. <laughs> what country? See, is- I, I knew as soon as he said that, I it knew. It took me a minute. I was yeah. like, what? I was like, what the hell did they just run out of credit? And I was like, oh, it's a Welsh flag. And the person making the seating chart didn't know what that was. Was just so standing they wrote there dragon. being like, all right, that is Scotland, I think. Okay. Yep. I've seen that one before. I now have very low confidence that those other ones are correct, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go, you're going to go there and you're going to see like the Netherlands section is actually Luxembourg. I believe there was no section for the UK or England, but there was Scotland. And I'm terrified it's going to be a union flag in the Scotland section. It, you, no, you know what? If it were England, it would have a. It would have yes, a, a, a British sure. flag. Your phone is ringing again, Dennis. What's going on? Hang on a moment. Is there another so hit, is there another hitman here to get you? Possibly. Hello. Testing. 
It's a message from Irish tax customs, Riley. All right, let's go. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Press one, and we are filing a legal case against you. For oh no! Oh God, right? I've been. I've, I don't know. No, Dennis. Oh, you didn't press one. You've got to find out more information about this. Did you really want to get a spam agent on the phone? <laughs> I, here's the deal. I would do it a hundred percent for the podcast, yeah. but it would sma- it would push me way up on their list of phone numbers. Yeah, if I actually there we, are, we, we found we found a sucker. I'm a qualified lead now. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. I think I got one of them, and I was like, oh, "What did I do? Oh no, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's fine. Um, but yeah, bachelor party. So I'm. Uh, you, you're probably not going to have me next week. What are we going to? What are you talking about? I don't know. This is the sort of thing we discuss offline. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I thought we were. I thought we were offline now. So the second, the second. Um, we're done. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. Oh, sorry. We actually forgot something. We forgot the PS from Numsky's question. Thanks for the awesome oh, podcast. Yes. Thanks, Numsky. And please have more segments where Dennis gets Riley to pronounce Croatian words. Let's go. Let me let me get one for you. Let me uh let me Let's let's do some Hrvatska. Yeah, let's see. Um This is great podcasting. I, sure, I want to make sure it's spelled right, okay. basically. No, that's not right. No, okay. Well this is no. uh, once again very good podcasting. I guess we can let's do you know what, give me the outro in Croatian. Oh, what's what what, what is <laughs> stay fresh cheese man? No, like say how do we thank Joachim Karad, that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Sure. Hello, George and George King Karadzic. So, oh, 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 what? Oh, oh, what? Hvala. Oh, Hvala. I think you said, oh, George King Karadzic, like laughing at him. Hvala, George King Karadzic, for your music on the beginning of the episode. The person is called Shine. Yeah. And Hvala, it's so weird. Proper names you just say with an accent. Yeah. Hvala, Svak, Mishnah, and I'll pay on Patreon. And Svak, with that Channel of Fireball. Channel of Fireball. Channel Fireball, yep. like it's an Italian soccer team. Um, you got to give me some books? stuff to say, man. This is a two-way street. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to translate very literally. I'm going to send you a message here. Okay. Um, Woody. This is going to be great because I'm very, very good with languages. Like, yeah. you know, I just have a natural affinity for... For speaking. There you go. Okay. Budi Shvezhny Servreche. I have said Budi Svezhny Servreche. Well, try that again. Stay fr- Budi, Budi Svezhny Servreche. Yeah, you just got to say it a little bit like Borat. Budi Svezhny Servreche. That's good, uh, right? Budi Svezhny Servreche would, I guess, directly translate to remain fresh sacks of cheese. <laughs> <laughs>